If we're going through it all, we're cutting you out of all the episodes. That seems absolutely fair. Because then it'll just be you two chatting. I mean, it's, it's just non-sequiturs constantly for ruining it myself, which is really the same experience. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, lads, why can't we just talk about wrestling? Shut up. I love Genghis <laughs> We've done that before, haven't we? Yeah. Well, listen, we're revisiting it's all like the greatest a, hits. The greatest hits ever. We've got all the best guests on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me from the third episode. Got me, James. Can always not do bad impressions of me on the show? It's, it's Cockney Jimmy! I'm giving you my wrestling move of the week! Today it's the Dragon Sleeper! And it's me, Dick Denham, and we're gonna run through all the best denim of the 90s. And I'm Brett. <laughs> bad blood, you know it used to be mad love. So take uh, a look what you've done. Uh, Cause baby, now we got bad uh, blood. Hey, hello and welcome to the Wrestling Rewind Podcast. Cool tagline. No, we never did get there. No. Where we review just re- another failure. <laughs> <laughs> that could easily we review another failure from the ruthless aggression here. Uh, yes, we review wrestling pay-per-views in the period of yesteryear for the last time and what a one we've chosen to end, well not really chosen, it's just the way things have fallen really. It is Bad Blood 2003. The baddest of the bad bloods. It is. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean there were three and one of them was good. What? Well, maybe the other one was good. Wait, well, are you talking about one of the ones being in, the, in your house? Box? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know the one where Kane debuted and there was the first Hell in a Cell and why didn't we do that one? Best Blood. <laughs> best best blood. blood. Bad Blood, Best Blood. Fuck you, Taylor. Uh, was there anything that you guys knew about Bad Blood 2000? Oh, I've seen it. I had it on VHS. Oh, so did I. I wonder if you have my VHS. <laughs> Do you want it back? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to tell you why. Uh, Ruben? Uh, if, if I've ever seen that before, I've done a hell of a job wiping it from my mind. Uh, yes, we're going to be overwhelmingly positive, like that guy wanted us to be about this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to be about it about the show, because I don't know if I could be overwhelmingly positive about you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, take that, that one guy. Yeah, but this is our last ever episode. I want you to know one guy that didn't like the show. We've only had one bit of negative feedback, and it was from you, so do you not feel a little bit wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you should, because... I no see. way out 2003 was objectively... <laughs> So let's see. Survey says. <laughs> Chalk another one up for the good guys. <laughs> yes, for the final ever time, this podcast is, of course, a member of the OSW Podcasting Network over at PileDriverWrestling.net, your one stop shop for all of your professional wrestling a podcastery. You practicing for your. Uh, like on the keyver <laughs> delivery never inevitable voiceover work comes my way so yeah for the very last time the date is June 15th it was only that date once 2000 <laughs> well, you, well yes I suppose it is <laughs> and, but, well like it was only June 15th 2003 once but it's gonna be June 15th again you know don't, don't give up hope <laughs> everything's gonna be it, okay it's, it's hard for some people <laughs> 
the venue, we are live from the Compaq Center in Houston, Texas, in front of 10,000 fans. Your announcer is Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler for the Raw brand, because this pay-per-view yeah. marked the start of the worldwide brand-specific pay-per-view. A terrible idea that we've somehow gone back to. <laughs> and why was it terrible? You'll find mm -hmm. out. Uh, except for the likes of WrestleMania, the Rumble, SummerSlam, the Survivor Series, as and well the as the Wrestle Rock Rumble, and the Wrestle Rock Rumble, as well as all the UK-based uh, events such as Rebellion and Insurrection, uh, had already been brand-specific. Here, you see the Wrestle Rock Rumble. Right? Right. I can't really remember what anyone said aside aside from a blah blah Wrestle Rock Rumble. <laughs> so did they rhyme everything specifically? Umble? Yeah. Long, long. <laughs> I'm just thinking there are only so many words. <laughs> Some of them didn't really write. That's why whenever we sort of did our, like, whenever you freestyle your own, yeah. it's like, I'm passing you the ball and you better not fumble. <laughs> so yeah. the first line's never really about anything that's about wrestling because yeah. you're really trying to work in a sentence that has, it's like, a buzz like a bee, but I'm never going to bumble. Because <laughs> I'll see you at the Wrestle Rock Rumble. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't want to brag because I'm ever so humble, but I'm going to win the wrestling. I could do that for a living. Make me an 80s WWF superstar. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All drugs and body So I was, I was on the internet and I was looking at a podcast. <laughs> I wanted a podcast, but I couldn't find a podcast. What I found was a bunch of podcast wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> on the twitter.com where they think they got all the opinions. <laughs> so that's uh, the, the big three there. We've uh, freestyled <laughs> about ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, we have to talk about it. No, we don't. No, Come we on. Don't. So that's been the Wrestling Real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to see the first episode of our new Gilmore Girls podcast <laughs> called And a Good Gilmore to You. <laughs> If there's any, any demand for a Gilmore Girls podcast, and then Thomas are, are more than willing, and we'll even invite Brett on if he really wants to get <laughs> Brett the guest. <laughs> uh, Rory or Lorelai? Uh, well, listen, we'll have to we'll give some thinking time. Absolutely. That yes. will be the last ever episode of that, to yeah. jump the gun. <laughs> uh, yes, some quick context before we crack on. Uh, main feud heading Dean, in. Dean, by the way. What? what? <laughs> hey, hey, no giving away. That's the other big question. Well, we can cut that off. Uh, main feud heading in was between Kevin Nash and world champion Triple H. No, it wasn't. The main feud heading in was between Eric Bischoff and Eric Bischoff's assistant, Stone Steve Gold. Stone. <laughs> Steve Stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, they fought at Judgment Day. That ended in the DQ. So Stone Cold made the match. Between the two, oh, a bad Jesus, blood, they did, didn't a they? hell in a cell match, like not unlike uh, bad blood in your house with uh, HBK and Taker in the first hell in a cell. Uh, none of the active referees wanted to ref the match, so they got bloody Mick Foley to do it. That angle, that was probably one of my favorite things about this show was that the referees were so unwilling. <laughs> like they sold so much fear of just like what Triple H is capable of. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, the flashbacks of him like dumping food on them and catering and <laughs> pouring beers on them. Tripping them up in the hallway. And, you know, hitting them with sledgehammers when the call didn't go his way. <laughs> One of the two featured preliminary feuds between Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. How do you ask? 
Uh, two uh, vied to see who was the better wrestler between the two until the feud escalated on the May 26th episode I mean, it's Sean. Sean's the better wrestler. Yeah, well, well it depends. If it's the 80s, Rick's the better wrestler because Sean's like 12. If it's the 90s, Sean's the better wrestler because Rick's done. And if it's the noughties, neither of the better wrestler because leave my screens. <laughs> leave my screens. <laughs> Flair would cheap shot Michaels during the tag match and um, excrement would become real. The second preliminary feud between Goldberg and Chris Jericho. I remember this one. Bigly. Bigly. Bigly is the word we're going for. Wow. I remember this feud as well. Jericho had his personal security and he would come out every week and say that Goldberg was a big green loser. And then <laughs> like Goldberg, Goldberg would ignore him. him. <laughs> yeah. And he got stuck outside, but the door was clearly not locked. <laughs> I saw that, Chris. <laughs> I wanted to buy him, so I got fired for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldberg was almost run over by a mystery assailant. It wasn't a mystery, though. No, it was later revealed to be Lance Storm. <laughs> later revealed to be Lance Storm was the next week. <laughs> Lance Storm was like, I missed you on purpose. And also, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, Lance goes within three questions from Stone Cold for, I, didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do it. it I did true. it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I did it and I missed. It was Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're they're gonna have a scrap now. Because the, of that. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before, but Lance Storm's His face. face. <laughs> he just like honestly, he is exactly the patsy you would try to pin this type of thing on, <laughs> just from the way he behaves in there. Lance Storm's face, right, connotes a personality that he could only dream of connoting with one of his pro. Like genuinely, he should have been the villain for the last. You know, 15 years of the WWE. That face. That fucking face, man. <laughs> it's like Team Rocket personified as a facial expression. Hey, well, he's, he's also got a bit of... Uh, when you look at his eyes on the set of his mouth, he's got a bit of that, you killed my mother, what of it? <laughs> type thing. <laughs> what's, what's that line from Street Fighter? It's like, you killed my... Like, you, uh, oh, for... Uh, for Sean Lee's dad. Yeah, the... the, no, the um, for you, the day Bison came through your village, it was the worst day of your life. For Bison, it was Tuesday. <laughs> that kind of sums it. That's weird that we're comparing Landstorm to M. Bison, but there you go. I think he could be a good M. Bison. You'd have to, like, pin his lips back with safety pins, but you could, you could edit those out. Yeah. So, here we go. This hatred has history. This bitterness runs deep. This blood runs hot. I've speared him. I've maced him in the face, threw some paint down this little shiny car. I even caused him to spear Charles Robinson. You will never, never underestimate Chris Jericho again. When aspirations are achieved out of rage. I am still the world heavyweight champion. You do not want to run up against me. Or contempt. I'm Eric Bischoff, co-GM, and I can throw my weight around too. But some acts can be forgotten. Some actions never forgiven. Because this is a new beginning, I'd be more than happy to kick your ass. Jericho is next. And some things come back to haunt you. You got Kevin Nash. Houston, Texas. Hell in a cell. It is a scary, unforgiving, almost demonic in nature. I'd like to introduce you to the only man crazy enough to referee the Hell in a Cell match. Hardcore legend, Rick Foley. This will not be for the wicked heart. Jealousy, rage, 
There will be hell unleashed. Leashed. Leashed. Bloody hell. Oh, that was hey. Hey. Yeah, because it's all blood in that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> As the scrotum tang from the ceiling, the, the red scrotum. The big red testicles. We enter bad blood. Uh, basically, it recaps. I'm drawn for testing. It recaps the major feuds heading <laughs> into the show. shouldn't be that red. <laughs> uh, they are. It recaps all the major feuds heading into the show with a lovely blood bleeding on blood motif. <laughs> Which is delightful. You just call that bleeding. Blood on blood. <laughs> bleeding booty. Blood. blood on blood, crip on crip. I love Latin it. King on Latin King. This mano on mano. Um fighting. <laughs> Bring me on the wrestling, oh yes please. Intro Republican violence. <laughs> oh that that bears your pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, we can finally reminisce on the theme song for this month. It is Headstrong it by wasn't Trapped. On the network. It was dubbed on the network, but if you've ever seen like a any sort of MV from 2006, yeah. you'll then, you'll be familiar with Headstrong as well as Sucked In by uh, I believe that's by Static Act. No, couldn't be. I'm thinking of Cold. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're getting out just before we get into the Cold era. Mr. McMahon, tear down this wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, different one? Uh, no, it's that, no, that's the same one. Okay, good. <laughs> Match number one. It's the Dudley Boys versus Christopher Nowinski and Rodney Mack with Theodore Long. Is Christopher Nowinski wearing this mask because he's got concussions? I think it's because uh, the... Remember at the Rumble? Mm. When Mysterio and Edge landed on his face. Oh, so it's one of those broken nose. I masks. think he has a broken nose. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's that hard, which is gonna come into the mind. Yeah. It's like it doesn't really. It looks like they it's made of plastic or something. Like old dramatic masks. Yeah, like used to wear. But we do. But we do begin the. Yeah, it looks like a plastic Halloween mask you get when you're He's nine. Doing his worst um, bloody. Phantom of the Opera cosplay here. Oh, it's a pretty good cosplay as it happens, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll not get into that. Um, but anyway, backstage, Christopher Nowinski, before the show, was attempting to show off in front of his uh, friends how woke he is. <laughs> and he did pretty well because, I mean, he, he raises some good points. Devon's always been the second man in that, yeah, he, in that uh, relationship. Nowinski asks Devon backstage why it's always his white brother. Asking him to get the tables. Bubba Ray is a big bastard, isn't it? Big, big Bubba bastard. On screen and off, big Bubba bastard. That's what I hear. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard from people that Bubba Dudley is very unpleasant to be around. He takes liberties with younger people in the ring. He's always asking people to get tables. Yeah, it's just he gets order. gets into the restaurant and he leaves you to sort the table. Oh, yeah, he's like Devon. Devon, get a table. Yeah. And then when they when they're finished eating, he's like Devon, get the table. Yeah. Anyone would think he was some kind of servant. A lowly announcer. <laughs> well, he's definitely a brother, and that's all that we can... He is a brother. Although, I'm not sure they're actually brothers in real life. I don't <laughs> talking about it. It's done with strings. <laughs> it's all I, I'm gonna... Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna come out and say it. We are 15 minutes in to our final episode. I don't think wrestling's real. 
I don't think any of the stuff we've seen so far is real. I, I, I honestly... I'm glad someone else said this because I've been silently embracing have these you not, thoughts for a long time. Have you not noticed? I was watching a video the other day on YouTube and it was called Proof That WWE Is I was just thinking from, from this, like, uh, what, why, why is a hit and run a matter for Stone Cold Steve Austin? I know he says he's the sheriff, but WWE is not an independent city state. Well, he's a bit of a vigilante after the time he got hit by a car. But vigilantism is illegal as well. Bloody hell. But you know what? You know what? You're winning me over with these arguments. I'll tell you what as well. If you look at some of the policemen on the show, a couple of years' time, you see them. And the wrestlers! This goes all the way to the top. It goes right the way to the top. I think Donald Trump was on wrestling and he acted like it was all real. And Barack Obama and Rosie O'Donnell as well. And they say, uh, that is too impressive. That isn't real. Well. Uh, Paul Heyman said he came to Washington and got to see Bush. That's because they all had the uh, the meeting with the, 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 the soon-to-be president. George, Straight into George Congress. W. Straight into Congress. Paul Heyman. Straight yeah. in there. And Jesse Ventura, conspiracy theorist and governor. And then the governator, he likes to make appearances. The governor. Uh, uh, what day is Congress on? Oh, that's right. It's Tuesdays. The day Triple H doesn't want to work. Hmm, slightly suspicious. <laughs> and he's, he's got that pedigree to work, hasn't he? Oh, hasn't he ever? Wow. <laughs> so Can't that's that. that's so right in about that. We won't have any more shows. But like, we'll, we'll st we still love you. You know, just because your mother and I are not going to be living together anymore. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we don't love you. This isn't your fault. It's your fault in the way I do those in three guy. <laughs> also, Dungeon of Doom was definitely real. That was real. Oh, yeah. that's absolutely Well, I fun. mean, I've touched water in the jog that it wasn't hot. <laughs> I've been shocked to find fewer and fewer Hulkamaniacs <laughs> as the years go by. <laughs> I know those feelings. Those feelings were real. <laughs> you can't beg that. Also, <laughs> and Jerry Lawler. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna bleep that. Please do. <laughs> but, oh, Brett, you've got to bleep it. It's the last one. You can't. No, I will bleep. <laughs> it's the last one. We're going out with a bag. We're gonna go on out with a bag. Uh, Lads, it's the bloody Mac militant, and what's he doing? Coming to get it all. He's coming to get it all. Coming to get it all. Teddy's uh, gimmick is that he manages um, kind of black athletes. It was the was this around the time of the white boy challenge? It was around. The, yeah, it was Rodney Mac was doing his white boy challenge. Teddy Long should be so, wearing the black by popular demand T-shirt <laughs> right at this moment. Rodney Mac should be wearing Fubu. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's so. He manages, like he perceives like this whole thing is that these athletes have been held down because of the colour. Well, which they have. Which they have. And it, so of course before. he's going to face white, blonde, blue-eyed Christopher Nowinski. Yeah. But uh, do you know what his uh, his kind of stable was called? I only found this out the other day. Yeah. It's called Thuggin' and Buggin'. Uh, yes, Thuggin' and Buggin' Enterprises. Yeah, Thuggin' and Buggin' Enterprises. And yeah. Enterprises really sets it off. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes it legit. I it? mean, it, it sounds like a, a 15 minute skit from The Wire that like <laughs> Bodie and Wallace would have talked about. Where like Wallace is like, I'm gonna set up my own business. And, um, sorry, not, well, was it Bodie? I can't remember. But yeah, and then Bodie's just like, oh, really? And what is you gonna call this business? And then we'll thug it and bug it. <laughs> and then, you know, Bodie would have a little lecture about 
how the white man is gonna keep us down and keep keeping us down if we keep thinking like that. Good show. Watch The Wire. Don't watch wrestling. There's so much good TV. Don't waste it on wrestling. The Wire. That was a show that was real. At least, yeah, at least The Wire is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac and Devon square off to start. Tom Lewinsky and his uh, Phantom of the Opera outfit. Mac looks like he's been macking on cupcakes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Back the Mac. He does a bit, doesn't he? Uh, he's battered by Bubba until he he doesn't look out for the Mac attack. Rob, Robney, the big Mac, <laughs> hits him with the Mac attack. Uh, and Nowinski then takes Avantage. Uh, yeah, he's wearing the, the French textbook. He, wore, he, he <laughs> takes the French textbook and goes home to learn. He's, uh, yeah, Which he's, is a really good idea. Like, don't, don't watch wrestling. Learn French. Yeah, man. Uh, the Harvard graduate is then outsmarted by the Dudleys. There you go. Until Max. So it is the book of the Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She doesn't get Harvard. <gasps> she chose to go to Yale. Yeah, she okay. Chose. We're doing that podcast later, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. She chose. <laughs> yeah, just 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 like I chose to be doing a podcast with you two and not uh, the Lexus Bladell and uh, what's her name? What's her What's her name? Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. <laughs> Mac pulls Devon Bollocks first into the ring post, and Mac, to be fair, hits a very nice spine buster for two. And Nowinski, the idiot, misses a second rope elbow and a sidewalk slam. He misses a lot of things. He does. He's made it look like a. Buffoon. I thought he was in good, really good shape and tough enough. I can't remember anymore, but he's not there. He's not now. And now, well, he's not now either. Well, he did get hit in the face and take some time off. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know about you, but I get fat on time off. <laughs> I get fat regular. <laughs> it's not my job, though. Nice. Look, we all know Brett is literally the only wrestling podcaster in the world that isn't a wrestler that has a six-pack. <laughs> we can all just... And for all you listeners out there, that's actually true. It is. Yeah. I don't mean to blow my own trumpet, mainly because I can't play the trumpet. I don't know one anymore. I need to play the trumpet when you look like that. <laughs> oh, you. I'm like... Wow, this podcast is hecka gay. <laughs> I'm not going to listen anymore. Oh, it doesn't matter because there's none left. It's good. I didn't like the gay wrestling podcast. And I'll tell you what, even if you listen to this point and you stop, we won't know. It counts as a play. <laughs> right, right, right into my house. By not liking my gay little podcast. You already got your money. <laughs> <laughs> we already got their money, brother. <laughs> They're in the building. Oh, Jesus, wept. Uh, the was up. Headbutt. Yeah, Devon, eat that booty like groceries. <laughs> Devon didn't even do it. Mama was like, and I don't know if they've got to Devon, but he was like, I'm not doing it. Maybe because he's sick of being told what to do. Well, he did the headbutt. He did. No, he didn't do the was though. Yeah. Baba did it. Oh. He didn't do it back. Oh. And that was just not usually unrequited. The <laughs> Devon reluctantly eats the booty. He reluctantly eats the booty. He eats and the then, booty uh, like uh, leftovers he's found in the fridge. <laughs> and it's like, it's not what he wants, but he's like, oh, it's going to be a waste otherwise. Yeah, it's from the Chinese the night before. <laughs> and Bobbitt instructs Devon to get the tables, but Theodore gets in Devon's ear, and Devon has a wee think. And then as distractions occur, Allowing Nowinski to bop Bubba with the metal face mask thingy for the pin and That's the win. Not metal. Oh, they plug this Come on. They say it's metal. You don't wear metal on your face. <laughs> Why would that help your face? Yeah, like, yes, I, I was worried about things hitting my face, so I put something really hard to add to the impact. <laughs> <laughs> 
If anything, you would wear a big, lovely gel thing. Yeah, or like a perspex sort of yeah, one of yeah. those things. You know, like the actual masks you get when you break your nose? Yeah, you know, like athletes wear real sports that are actually real. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mac and Nowinski win it in 7 minutes 13. I assume you were not impressed by the opponent. Oh, only 7 minutes. Yeah, that couldn't have been only 7 minutes. Yeah. Oh well, plenty of time for Poon Tang Pie. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that right now because we have a recap. We got beer chugging, roadkill bake off, pie eating. Uh, pie eating it is! Up up there! Strawberry pie, blueberry pie, chocolate pie. No, you, still, you don't get out stupid, are you? You ever listen to The Rock when he's talking about eating pie? It's not cherry pie, it's not strawberry pie, it's not pecan pie, it's not pumpkin pie. It's just poontang pie. You, you, you know, poontang pie? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, so you're in. <laughs> I'm in. That's event one. That's event one. And then earlier tonight, we found out what event two was going to be. <laughs> oh. contest. Amazing. Okay. So if after the pieting contest and the burping contest, if another event is needed, we'll spin the wheel again during Bad Blood. Yeah, JR and King discussed the upcoming redneck triathlon between Austin That's and the, Bishop. Like, this entire show is dominated by the redneck triathlon. It's at least a third, if not yeah. more. We have our first two This events. is what happens when you split an already thin roster mm. two ways. It isn't necessarily what happens. It's just that they, what they decided to happen. Well, I th it's just that, like... Well, SmackDown doesn't have this problem because SmackDown has a really good roster. Mm. Raw yeah. just does not. No. Not at all. They could. They've just split it so badly. Yeah. So lopsidedly. I hope they never split the rosters so lopsidedly again. That would be a ridiculous I thing mean, to do. imagine you put some of your best female wrestlers on a show with no women's title. God, that would be... That would be... That. I mean, making that mistake once was idiotic, but twice? Can surely you imagine? Not. Surely the multi-billion... This is satire. They did it. <laughs> it was a really I, bad idea. It definitely can't be satire because there were no animals in it. So. <laughs> Yeah, not even a pig that was named after Stalin. <laughs> and we get our first two events. Uh, Got my little opera goggles on looking for the pig, so I know <laughs> that it's satire. Oh, uh, speaking of satire and this show and pigs, mm, <laughs> I can't wait for that main event. <laughs> the cute pigs. We have the bourbon contest and a uh, pie-eating contest. That's right. Pie... I don't know if you guys are familiar with a little-known superstar called Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Never heard of him. But he wrote a little song about pie. Can we play that clip, just the Chinese bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and we're going to play you a little clip here from Pie by The Rock. Now, I'm sure most of you have probably heard that song. But for the lucky few that haven't, there is what I can only describe as an incredibly racist diary. An absolutely, <laughs> an absolutely outrageous voice that I believe is an approximation of what a Chinese person might sound like. So, so uh, in the words of CM Punk, take it away, Dwayne! We don't talk about CM Punk on this podcast. No, we don't do it. In the words of Phil Philip Brooks, 
Take it away, win. Fast, cause it really did please. I mean, it tasted so good. Rock was talking Chinese. That's good pie. Well, he was right. Yep. That truly was good pie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, ne I've never eaten anything so good it became a racist car. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask, right? <laughs> Where are you going? I don't oh, sorry. Can we just clarify? Right. For those of you who may be unaware, pie in this instance. Yeah, I was just going to ask the question. I, was just like, I don't mean to be vulgar here, but they are, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, um, either of you ever. Well, I, I, as, as I said to Rodan yesterday, anytime he talked about pie, I made sure to reiterate that he was discussing oral sex on a woman. <laughs> It's I've only a, ever heard of it in wrestling. Yeah, like never outside of it. If, if you said that to a to a lady, jabroni beaten pie eaten. Well, the weird thing. How would she respond? Yeah, that the weird thing. Eat that pie, mama. In the in the universe where pie means, as we've discussed, oral sex, a lady's, on a woman. Woman. A lady's special. Well, it means it means both. In regard, like depending on the context there. Um, what about the, strudel? The right. This is where I'm going with it. Strudel means penis. Yeah. yeah. I've heard cake to mean ass. That's quite common. Right, so, but, right, so, like, The Rock was always like, no, <laughs> I've got you, you don't like the pie, yeah. you you like the strudel. Uh -huh. mm. Which no. I have now invented to mean penis. <laughs> yes. To try and catch you up, I think, cool. <laughs> you little queer. But wait, wait, was it was it a hardcore? Oh, it was a little shit. Yeah, you little, you little shit. I'm sure someone called Michael Cole a queer. Oh no, he called Josh Matthews a very bad name. He did. I won't repeat it. One of the But right. So anyway, speaking of arsehole, what's that? <laughs> like a pie, a strudel, the crumble. The crumble. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> the wrestle rock. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you eat my crumble, and I'll see you at the wrestle rock rumble. <laughs> Break it down now. A bakewell. These are these are more pleasant, I suppose. <laughs> a Danish. <laughs> it is a Danish, it's isn't it? So like pie and Devil's food cake. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Why strudel? Why pie? Because strudel doesn't even resemble No, you think it goes. It doesn't resemble mine. If yours resembles Strudel, go to the doctor. And an, an eclair? An eclair, yeah. Yes, that's brilliant. Mm. Although, not that a pie particularly resembles. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yes, anyway, to the oral sex yes, eating contest. Anyway, the burping contest takes place, <laughs> and if you paid $50 for this pay per view, Paid $50 to see Stone Cold, sorry, Steve Stone, um, <laughs> the co-general manager, and Eric Bischoff lip-sync to songs of people burping. How delighted would you be with your purchase? Not very, I imagine. I mean, think of how many eclairs you could have bought for that. The thing is, right, when they're... Well, that would mean the actual pastry. Don't watch wrestling eat eclairs. I, I mean, but the euphemism or the actual pastry, it's your own life. That's true. It is... Uh, in, um, have all the eclairs you can. You're only young ones. Life's too short. <laughs> <laughs> is this the point with the belching contest? Yes. Um, right. So, part of this seems to be that they, they are both in on the joke that it's not really a belching contest and that they're miming, so yeah. they're, like, really overdoing it yeah. and they're timing it wrong and stuff, and, like, that's part of it. Mm. 
But, Terry Arnold's is like wafting away fake burbs. Yeah, right. So it's like a big old joke. Uh-huh. But it's not a joke when it comes to the pie eating contest. That's what I can't. They seem to be on the same wavelength that yeah. it, it's like a big joke. It's because Steve Stone is a big bully. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he does that thing of pretending he's not a bully, not he's your mate. Mm. And then. I mean, that's what bullies do, isn't it? I mean, he's the biggest bully I've ever seen on this show. And I've seen some big bullies on this show. <laughs> bully Ray. <laughs> the biggest bully. <laughs> <laughs> An actual segue into match number two. Speaking of big bullies, uh, it's Test versus Scott Steiner. Uh, the winner gets the managerial services of Stacey Keaton. Right. Okay. I'm glad you've clarified because they kept on making references to whoever won her got her tonight. Yeah. Who, whoever like, wins, Stacey, no, has her. Yeah. But like specifically tonight, it's mm. something that yeah, so Test like, is like, we're gonna have a good time tonight. And uh, Scott Steiner is like, ha! Because <laughs> he doesn't understand. <laughs> well, he doesn't seem to. Uh, well, I mean, he, he likes it later on when Stacey bends over, but he doesn't seem all that into it. And he seems yeah. like, well, she wants to, she seems to want to do it, so I'll, I'll let her. Uh, but. Uh, we have some wrestling at I mean, last. Scott Steiner does love his freaks, he doesn't does. he? And his peaks, equally. Two lads fighting over the ownership of a woman. Ah, some wrestling. It's as good a point as any to end wrestling forever. <laughs> don't don't watch wrestling, guys. Learn Russian. Mm. You know, be the change you want to see in the world. Go out and like plant some trees. Like, mow your neighbor's lawn. Do something good. Don't watch wrestling. Absolutely. After the two chaps enter, Stacy makes her way to the ring, and Tess uh, stops her signature entrance where she like bends over, getting into the ring, and then uh, as Tess and Stacy argue. We have the botchamania worthy yeah, segment yeah. where Steiner takes the opportunity to tag test by falling off the apron at him. Now, I said to Thomas at the time, this actually looks like it's supposed to happen, and then Scott Steiner's stunt double is to perform the rest of yeah. the move because he literally just disappeared. <laughs> like, he falls so that, and it takes a specific camera angle, it's like, you can't tell where he's gone. And it's like, right, now is the time where Scott Steiner's stunt double was having discovered what I've discovered about wrestling is probably how they do this stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but he missed his cure. His, his stunt and double was unavailable. Taz still, regardless, decides that he must flop. I believe this was featured in the very first Botchamania, the one that wasn't done by Matthew. Because mm. they were a couple, and then Matthew took over. Okay, well, what were we talking about? Wrestling? Don't watch wrestling. Scott Steiner fell over, Taz sold it. He did. It was very funny. Uh, Steiner runs through his usual shtick of clotheslines and his elbow drop into push-ups. He spot. doesn't run through his usual shtick so much in this match because despite what he looks like, Scott Steiner is not very strong and can't do anything no, to Ted. He absolutely He's trying to throw him about and it's just not working. For once, it's Test going, huh? <laughs> Uh, Test the bastard shoves Stacy into Steiner and then Steiner into the steps. I, I like that Steiner doesn't react emotionally, which uh, furthers my narrative of him caring about his freaks because all he does is he stops her from meeting any harm and he puts her out, out of the way before yeah. he resumes the match. Steiner, <laughs> I think Steiner might like he might. I think he might be ace, asexual. Oh. When I, think Scott, I, I, think, yeah, I think Scott Steiner is asexual at this point he's only sorry <laughs> to come to terms with it so he's, he's, he's not really pretending in the way he used to he doesn't talk about the hoochies mm. he just has a friend who's got a really bad boyfriend and he's trying to help her get away from him that's good while we're at this I think Vince McMahon's secretly Iranian 
It's the only way to explain a lot of it. His obsession with nuclear weapons and hatred of Israel. <laughs> yep. That's right. It, we're, it's it's all we're burying. It. All, all bets are off. Vince McMahon. Vince, I'm just gonna bury you right here and now. I'm gonna bury you. Your company is profitable. Ooh, you got him there. I mean, like leave, leave, <laughs> leave some the wrestling company for the rest. <laughs> leave some profits for the rest with, <laughs> with your often compelling television that you've somehow been doing for thirty years. Oh, hey, WrestleMania only got like ninety four thousand this year, so you can stop telling people it's slightly more than WWE. <laughs> WWE Network has only revitalized the pay per view model and completely turned an entire industry on its head. One point like, five million subscribers. Yeah, I think we'll. Get Get there. <laughs> I think we'll get there, Vince. That's yeah, almost as many subscribers as we have. That sounds petty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good show, I'm liking it. I'm gonna have a ball egg edit. Actually, I might not even bother editing it. No, edit. please edit it. No, only edit the bit where he said the thing about, you know, the. <laughs> uh, Tess keeps the advantage with corner clothesline and a big old scoop slam then proceeds to take the piss out of Steiner by doing push-ups of his own and he's consistently flirting with Stacy throughout the match as well and quite frankly the woman has a heart of stone if she is not seduced by this he like rubs his bum and like does the like he points at her and does finger the, guns. the finger guns while doing the, the wink and like the, the clicking noise with his tongue like Stacy reacts to that like that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Stacy, your bum is overrated. Stacy Kibler does. Well, she's want to talk. Stacy Kibler. <laughs> Stacy Kibler doesn't even have wrestling acting. By the way, way to be a former beau of George Clooney. Like yeah. any of us could have that. Seriously, Seriously. come on, come on. <laughs> God, I'll find Stacy. Like, why don't you continue to just date really amazing guys? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> save a little dating celebrities for the rest of us. <laughs> An apt sleeper is fine. <laughs> you America's sweetheart, Stacy. Until Tess attempts a top rope, nothing, and is caught with a sloppy overhead belly to belly. It's not like he. Puts him on his shoulder and falls backwards. He's a sloppy jalopy in this match, I'll tell you. He absolutely is. <laughs> and Tess gets a big full Nelson slam for two. And a big boot is counted into the DDT for a two for Steiner. A pump handle slam only gets a two what for What do you Tess. think would happen if you put a pin in Scott Steiner? It'd yeah, be like I, um, being in... I think, um, it, I think it would go like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Uh, uh, maybe we should do a poll uh, whether you think he would do that or melt I'm small on the fence uh, I would like to put my suggestion forward of like Bane in Batman and Robin okay where he just like kind of do you, do you think it would come out of him like when you pop a strath ball and all the goo comes out oh that's disgusting <laughs> and, the, and then the pile of goo takes on the shape of Scott Steiner but he's like he's shinier Jesus how is that possible he's shedding his skin like the snake like that he is <laughs> Scott Steiner's a snake <laughs> See that fucking Jeremy Vine, by the way. <laughs> snake. Oh boy, is a snake. Absolute snake. 
<laughs> Frustrated, Tess grabs a chair, looks to hit Steiner, he ducks, the chair bounces off, back off the ribs Man, into Tess. Usually space. that's a comedy spot, but it looks like he actually fucks it up. Yeah. yeah. It really hits him. Yeah, he's like, no. I didn't catch it until the replay, but that thing really hits him. Yeah, and he, he just like stumbles back, and then Steiner hits his modified flatliner thing mm-hmm. for the win. And your winner, Scott Steiner, six minutes, 27 seconds. No, you're lying, you're lying. It was way longer than that. It was that. longer. It felt, it absolutely felt. It was fucking I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. I think it was Yeah, fun. no, nothing at all. And nothing move except this Move on, quickly. Boring. We're nearly done. <laughs> We're nearly done the show. Actually, there's not actually, yeah, go, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder why we're stopping this podcast. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't watch all this bad wrestling. The passion's gone. <laughs> the passion of the chrism. The chrism. It was a typo. Christ. Uh, <laughs> you said a typo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that happened to my doctor, and he told me I was well. <laughs> What he meant to say was I was swell. What he meant to say was I was well. (laughs) (laughs) Punctuation is important. Backstage, Austin and Bischoff have a chat beside a tractor. The the contest is over. Give it up. I've heard enough burps to last me a lifetime. You tired of them? I'm sick of it. Hey, do you mind if we make a pit stop? I was uh, needing to unload some extra cargo. I was getting ready for a different kind of contest if that came up. (laughs) All right. What do you think about the tractor? I love the tractor, but let's talk about the next contest. Yeah, what about it? All right, I'll give it to you. You won the burping contest. I think you had an unfair advantage, by the way, being from Texas and all. That's a skill here. Yeah, it's an art form here. But now, <laughs> next one's piety. That's mine. And I think I'm going to win it hands down. Now, uh, what makes you think that you are a better piety than Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well, let's do this. I'll tell you about it on the way, but let's go take a look. I've got something I want you to see. See, I did a fair amount of research. Research? I put some time into this. Right. Okay, I knew that if we were going to have a piety contest, that it had to be the best it could possibly be. And well, (laughs) ladies, may I introduce (gasps) to you Stone Cold Steve Austin. How you guys doing? Wow. Hi. Steve. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you doing? You did some uh, damn good research. <laughs> a lot of hands-on kind of interviewing if you get my drift. <laughs> but since I did such a fine job of picking the pie, I thought that, uh, well, I should get to go first. You want to go first? I think I should go first. Understand, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin presents Bad Blood, and we're basically in my home state of Texas, right here in Houston. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin should go first. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin should be a great host. And as a great host, given all of the hard work that I've done, I think you should let me go first. Uh, you're being very selfish. <laughs> and I'll let you go first, because I'm that kind of guy. But since you are going first, I get to pick which flavor of pie you eat. <laughs> got a deal? Can't go wrong. You got a deal. That's an awfully great tractor stone cold, but I'm trying to get to the point. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> so what do you think of the tractor? Love the tractor. <laughs> Eric 
Bischoff is such a pro. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Steve, I, look, can we... Look, the tractor's great. Eric is just trying to run the show, and Steve Stone is just bumbling around <laughs> to be like, I want to drink beer. I want to drive a tractor. I want to eat a hot dog drive on air. <laughs> Yes, the two lads discuss the um, like Jesus Stone Cold. Why don't you revolutionize podcasting? (laughs) Why don't you completely reinvent your career for once? Why don't you be one of the best radio hosts I've ever heard and have the best manner with callers I think I've ever experienced? Come on. (laughs) Yes, the two lads discuss the uh, various flavors. On offer for the the pie. Yeah, that means mean, cherry, I, vanilla, chocolate. I, it means both ethnicity and hair color. Oh, okay. So like, I'm not gonna go into it. But it's a kind of long story short. She's my cherry pie. A cool drink of water, such a sweet surprise. Mm-hmm. Tastes so good, makes me young cry. Sweet cherry pie. Oh yeah. Match number three is for the Intercontinental Championship. It's your champion Christian versus Booker Christian T. Christian is on the best look of his career right it now. It is. His man's had a word with him and yep. told him how ridiculous he is to he's, look. He's beginning his rise and rise. And I feel I feel sad about leaving Christian, but when I remember what show he belongs to. Yeah. He, uh, he's got the, the new, like, the tights and the short hair and the new music. We, we both agreed when we were watching that he looked like a champion. He did the belt. The I see. He even games. walks and stands better. Yeah, and he's doing his peeps points, yeah. which you know, he, always great. He's got it. He's he's hit all it's, the best. I, I, one career. thing I love about that is that when he turned face. He was unironically doing that. Yeah. And then it's like he turns heel and then he's ironically... Like, it's the same entrance, but mm. your demeanor sells it one way or the other, yeah, which yeah. is quite clever. Like he's, a, he's just like an idiot who doesn't... He's not aware that everyone hates... <laughs> the Bo Dallas. The Bo Dallas, essentially. No more Bo. You want to know more Bo? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, we get a quick recap from Judgment Day showing how Christian won the title. Screamings, that's how... Mm-hmm. One at the battle. He Royal. took it from Icy Wiener himself. He absolutely did. And uh, Booker, hometown boy, gets a big old pop. Oh, that's right. There's a lot of hometown boys. Why is everybody from Texas? Is it because it's big? I think so. Everything is big in Texas. I think it's bigger. Bigger. Everything is bigger in Texas. Like love for the Alamo. <laughs> Not certainly bigger than anywhere else. And lust for woman pie. Lust for woman. The p- woman pie. Yeah, the crowd are really excited about seeing oral sex performed on a woman in that very ring. In that very ring. King, like, as usual, just takes the piss out of Booker for his uh, his his past in that. But then yeah. Jr. is like, there's a lot of people who could have been, ended up in the can if things had gone differently in the past. So he's, yeah. to, so he's allowed to mention it, and we're not. Jerry Lawler did a certain thing in 1993. <laughs> and then he, but then he goes like, be careful there, Christian. To which I think he's talking about, he's like, you better shut the fuck up, JR. Uh. <laughs> Other, like, otherwise... <laughs> moving on. <laughs> he's like, Booker, uh, uh, he's like... Preposterous. <laughs> uh, Booker then wrestles Christian in the early going, culminating in a big spot. Spine buster for two. When you it's said very it, dangerous because it could have busted his spine. When you said in the can, you meant butt, yeah? <laughs> so irresponsible. Both to say in the can and not specify <laughs> when you mean, mean butt or, or whatever else. And also to do something that could, by its very nature, bust someone's spine. Come on, guys. Was that when they said, at some point in the paper, someone says someone's spine could have disintegrated? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it could have. I admire your concern. 
We do need more of that. Mm. Thumb to the eye by Christian until uh, Booker regains control of a massive flapjack. I don't think, just continue the, I don't think the Booker ever regained <laughs> control of this show, honestly. <laughs> no, no he never did. And Not even when he was king. <laughs> and a, a sidekick and a reverse DDT gets a two for Booker and then Christian! Booker T is two-thirds legs, by the way. I know, yeah, we were totally saying that. Like, <laughs> his legs go up to the top rope, and yeah. then it's just a tiny body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it also is, his pants are very high-waisted. His pants. Well, they are pants. If, we're, if you wear white <laughs> trunks, they are pants. <laughs> if there's any Americans or something, when we say pants, we mean not pants. We mean underwear. Hot pants, if you will. Well, they are, very, well, they have flames on them. Christian then thieves uh, Booker's... Signature and does a bookend, only gets a two. And Booker drapes Christian over the top rope and hits a scissors kick, with a followed by a missile drop kick. Mm. This is his finisher, and he's done it on a rope, which I imagine makes it more. It's lethal. supposed to make it worse, right? Mm. And he drop kicks him afterwards and pins him, and two. gets a two. What, what? That was a bad spot. I never liked the scissors kick as a finish. It's nowhere near impactful enough to... I like the scissors I don't know, it, well, the way Alicia Fox does it. That looks Fox so does, shit. <laughs> I think it looks great. It looks like someone's like really struggling you, to do a river dance. Listen, Rhoda, you, you're just a racist, <laughs> and you're a misogynist, and you think shaved head on the side looks stupid, Right. and, well, you, and, and you hate fur, and you don't like high-heeled boots. And you hate thin people, and uh, so all of my hits at Alicia Fox is some kind of bad Venn diagram. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, you're what? You know what you are, Ronan. You're a typical wrestling fan. I, I, I like all of those things except for. You don't like that, so that is why you don't like her. <laughs> yes, yeah, because, right? because Booker T is all the rest of those things. <laughs> Well, we were talking about Alicia Fox. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Spinnerini! To which Christian is so affronted that he takes Thomas, a belt. You don't like ballerinas, Thomas said he wanted to fuck a fox yesterday. So I did say no such thing. When I say Alicia that fox, fox was fictional. Alicia Fox, that's a reasonable comment to make, although inappropriate at the time. But he meant he wanted to fuck both Volpix. <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> I never in. said any of this. <laughs> Keep it in. I implied that Ronan wanted to fuck Volpix. He said Volpix. I implied that Ronan wanted and to fuck Volpix. You wanted to fuck Volpix. Ronan skillfully turned it back on me. <laughs> I expressed an attraction for fictional Japanese woman Tamamono Mai. <laughs> Who, it is alleged, was capable of turning into a fox. I was clear that it was the female form that I was attracted to. He wanted to fuck a fox. I would never fuck a fox. Never. <laughs> never. This podcast is over. Uh, well, it was Booker T. <laughs> let's, let's keep the questions about Rampart. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> Christian uh, takes his belt and fucks off, and then the ref says that he has to, if he doesn't come back to the ring, he'll forfeit the title. Just, he can't do that, surely. He doesn't have that I'll tell you what title ruining will ever forfeit, Chief Liar. Well, I'll tell so, you what title you'll never forfeit, <laughs> Chief Foxfucker. <laughs> Chief Foxfucker! <laughs> that, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> Foxfucker is like a, a villain and the like when Konami continues Metal Gear Solid. Oh god. You know. 
Uh, Christian, in an act of protest, uh, bops Booker with the belt, causing a DQ. The, the big, right. bo- he bops the big Booker, the we, big bobber. We sort of... Bobber team. Fox fucking allegations over an important part of this match. The referee, on the fly, decides he's going to change the rules of the match. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the authority to do that. I mean, does he? That's why Christian has, in his act of protest, hits him. Well, yeah, like, he, he, I was saying, Rooney, he's called the referee's bluff. Like, the referee yeah. knows he's exceeded his bounds already, and Christian just pushes him further. <laughs> I, like if, I don't know. Said, this is the guy who goes on to win the world heavyweight title by being kicked in the dick. So maybe they told him a lesson. <laughs> Jack Tunney's been quiet for a few decades, but I think, I think I, Ronan, I think Jack Tunney is dead. <laughs> <laughs> if he isn't dead, he needs to come down and sort out this incident from thirteen years yeah, ago. He was rubbish at doing that. That was his thing. He couldn't <laughs> sort anything out. <laughs> well, someone needs to say something. Otherwise, we're going to just have reveries taking out all stuff into their own hands. Champion's advantage is the we're taking it out of this match because I decide so. Because I don't like you, Christian. Yeah. I'm sure Vince McMahon was just in the referees there like, don't let that little fucker win. <laughs> We've told him he's going over. We're so, playing yeah. a joke on Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I so, told him he would win a match. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, Booker wins the match but Christian keeps the title in 7 minutes 55 seconds her booker every feud he has he wins every battle and loses the war it's only the second title Christian's ever had after Mrs. Edge <laughs> <laughs> what a title that is <laughs> Beth Phoenix is a lucky woman uh, what? she's married to Edge they have two kids is she? Mm-hmm. I did not know that sorry I had to find out this way Oh. The ch- children are called Edge, Phoenix, and Beth Morella. Morella? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what? She, re- she really shouldn't have named the kid that if that was a question. <laughs> or maybe Edge knows, and he was like, what well, did we name it, Beth? And she called his bluff. Because he didn't learn anything from Christian. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, take that, Christian. Well done for having a much more successful online wrestling show than we could ever imagine, yeah. even though we tried yeah. hard. Okay, yeah, Christian, like, what are you thinking having a really successful wrestling career and always being on the verge of breaking through if anyone would let you? Like, <laughs> God, what are you like? On. How did it feel to win the World Heavyweight title and validate your entire journey, you prick? <laughs> In the ring, stage two of the red. Another thing. <laughs> is about to take place. Um, Lawler looks ridiculous, just as because he's in the ring, like kind of hosting it. I'm glad they didn't call it the redneck biathlon because I am buying it. <laughs> Wrestling's fake. Do Don't watch wrestling. <laughs> watch a dog, the bounty hunter. Do you know what would have been good though, right? If they'd done like oh, the belting contest, right? They've done that. Yeah. yeah. And then they've done the pie eating contest. Mm-hmm. And- and After a successful session of oral sex, that is complete. Well, I tell you, Eric, I didn't believe it, but that was the most successful session of oral sex that Stone Stone Cold ever had. Considering Austin appears to be the judge of this, imagine Eric Bischoff manages to blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fantastic. I really. Well, I have my doubts, Eric, but you're doing a damn good job. <laughs> I really would have liked the last stage of the trial to be swimming. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of is. It's a bike rider on the ring. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he gives Bishop they the little... Little... They both have the tile going into the back. <laughs> he gives Bishop the little uh, the little bike with the basket and the wee bell on it, and he just makes the most of it because oh. he's a company guy. Sell me. to take Mae Young on a date on the bike as well. Oh, well, Steve takes Moolah. Mm. 
So, Speaking of. So yes, this is the pie-eating contest. Oh, to be a lady in 2003. Now, Eric Bischoff falls for what I would describe as exactly the same trick he fell for with HLA in that he thought he was going to have some lesbians and let someone else pick. Yeah. <laughs> this is Eric Bischoff's fatal flaw. He always believes that he has already won. <laughs> It is absolutely bizarre. Bischoff, as ever, snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> so uh, Austin, um, he says he's not going to pick any of the the women previously shown, but he picks Mae Young and Hilarity in shoes. Hilarity, it's funny. It's funny because she's old. She's an old woman, and to picture her in this sexual context is, of course, then. Funny. Mm. It's hilarious because May forces it's herself. It's not funny for her husband who hasn't had any in 30 years. Rages, rages. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help if I'm married to May Young. <laughs> now, come on, rages. So, yeah, May forces herself upon upon Bish and Austin forfeits the bastard and it's 1 1. Uh, so and after her, before he forfeits, he just like he's like right, okay, guess it's my turn, and just gives her a stunner. I that is I'd forgotten all about that, and that is so much worse. Like Eric Bischoff kisses the woman who clearly is really into it. Oh. You know, she May Young has a grand old time and still stone cold. Uh, Steve Stone, sorry, uh, <laughs> perpetrates an incredible and excessive act of violence on an eighty-year-old woman after using her as some kind of tool in a power feud between him and his co-worker. I mean, he's had her... That's right. <laughs> he's had her molest... Yeah. Bish. A man. Mm. And then assaults her. Mm. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying he behaved in an incredibly criminal fashion. <laughs> let, yeah. me, let me finish this thought. He's had her molest someone. Yes. And then he's assaulted her. Yes. He's won the Redneck Challenge. Ah! The Redneck Challenge all along was to be <laughs> as Stone Cold has been behaving, though. This is why Eric Bischoff would never win. He never win. stood a chance. <laughs> he was doomed from the start. And being Stone Cold competition, Eric Bischoff would have had to get up very early in the morning indeed <laughs> to beat Steve Stone. How come it's not like a middle class suburban triathlon? Stone Cold would fail at that. Yeah. He would, I mean, he's never taken cocaine in his life. <laughs> he's, he's probably, well, I, I, I'm not saying Stone Cold is probably, or maybe not probably cheated on us both, but. No, no, it's wife swapping and stuff. Oh, of course, the sexy parties. Apparently, uh, according to legend, May had um, like sardines in her in her underwear and oh, was like May Young you you absolute queen <laughs> was rubbing it in Bish's face R.I.P. R.I.P. not R.I.P. Mula I'm sorry Mula but you were bad <laughs> well she was uh, I'm not okay and just in case anyone doesn't know about the fabulous Mula's checkered history I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to rest in peace because she was a bad wrestler <laughs> or a heel <laughs> yeah but she was uh, she was quite a bad person you can look that up yourself this whole segment was about, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, it felt like half an hour. And was this say, around the point we checked how much time there was left? And it was like, there's no way we've only been watching for an hour. <laughs> Why did we put closed captioning on? <laughs> <laughs> because that was a beautiful ending. Goldberg Jericho and... Lara Zestance as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, 
I know we say it virtually every month on the it's becoming a regular occurrence, but there was no women's match on this show. Of they course were not. The, it's not like Raw has the women's title. They were on the pre-show and they went three minutes. I think actually, uh, May and Have Paul, you ever gone three minutes with a woman? Let me tell you, it's not easy. <laughs> May and Relax had a dark match before and it was a five-star classic. It's now time for the club singer round. Thomas, if you'd like to introduce the club singer round. Well, if you don't know what the club singer round is, then you never listen to another episode of the show. And if you didn't listen to another episode of the show, you should not be beginning with this, the <laughs> final episode of the show. But uh, let's Wait, see. Uh, which is essentially a casual Friday where we're getting everything. This, on. this, this is the last day of school where you're just watching DVDs and the technology suite. Yeah. The teachers are all there, but they're not teaching you a thing. Yeah. Except for your geography teacher was like. We're gonna do work <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the no, club, okay, you, Mr. Hughes. The club singer Ron, where Ronan should be suited to my left. Hello. He's gonna sing us a song in the style of a club singer. Now, if you've never listened to the podcast before and ever watched Shooting Stars, which we stole the segment from, <laughs> uh, then a club singer would sound something like this. Now, what are you gonna sing for us? T- today, I'm going to sing the national anthem of the United States of America. Beautiful. <laughs> Take it away, Lillian. Oh, <laughs> And the flag was still there. And that was, I believe that's the Star Spangled Banner? Uh, it is. Uh, which should, of course, sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, America. <laughs> oh, America, way to be a world superpower like Come the rest on. of us countries. Wait, wait, wait to shirk off our empire and begin the l- long, slow portion of our demise. And wait, wait to go from literally zero to a hundred and taking over a complete continent and committing genocide and like uh, furthering industrial prospects and a coup after coup in South America and the Middle East. And, wow. You've already clicked play, we've already got your money. <laughs> we've already got their money, brother. <laughs> anyway, the club singer. <laughs> I like westerns, though. <laughs> Remember the album? You can cut that. <laughs> I only can't even remember the album. <laughs> uh, the club singer on. Right. So, Ronan, if uh, you'd like to fire away for the club singer round. I wasn't the starring or anything. Oh, that's I'm right. Sorry. That's right. We're doing the club singer road. The club singer. Sorry, road. I just forgot what I was thinking about the centuries of blood that have dyed America. <laughs> the red color of the bad blood balls. <laughs> <laughs> and if if you're uh, worried about the USA, then don't worry. We've got the match for you coming right up. <laughs> but first, it's the club singer on. Oh, oh. So is this the burping contest? <laughs> I would be lip syncing if it uh, were. Is it Ric Flair? It's not Ric Flair. Uh, sing it again. Oh, it's Goldberg, uh, isn't it? <laughs> it was. You, you should have been saying Goldberg. 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 That's how it should have sounded. That's how it should have sounded. So thank you, Ronan. And as a special bonus edition, 
Here is me singing Eye of the Tiger. It's the Eye of the Tiger. It's the thrill. <laughs> Craig David. <laughs> we have our... That was the club singer rock. Sorry. <laughs> we have... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, you. Do you want this to finish or not? <laughs> no. To completion. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Speaker! Brad, I want you to take this podcast to the grave. Completion. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, the right honourable gentleman has never taken anything to completion, let alone a podcast. Put on a shirt, do up your tie, and get some pussy. (laughs) 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 We have a recap of the previous week's Raw. (laughs) What? Don't eat your banana chip. I'm just eating my banana chip. You know this is a chip program to turn him into a banana. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop eating them. It's already begun. Here, listen. If any of you photoshopping weirdos are out there, I want you to do one of me turning into a banana. I know you're out there. <laughs> if any of you photoshopping... You next to a photoshopping weirdo. Oh, yeah. Do it. Okay. That'll be my gift to you. Turn me into a banana, you chip-eating weirdo. Oh, you're going to get eaten by a big fat yeah. monkey. Oh, banana chips, yeah. At the Rock honky. <laughs> when I come down from the dream, right, I won't stumble. Like, is there some kind of chip festival <laughs> coming up? Yeah, I'm going What's going on here? It's not a festival. (laughs) (laughs) I unintentionally sounded much more irate. It's not a festival. (laughs) Sorry, Carton's villain corrected me there. They don't come in a carton, they come in a bag. (laughs) Why would I have a carton stuck on my hand? Oh, you came in a bag. (laughs) Probably do since your wife left you. You stole my joke and used it against me. How much you came in a bag so I could fold you over and reseal you for later, bachelor number three. <laughs> JR recounts the previous week's raw and how Kane didn't come out to help RVD. Uh, and then Lara's just done Stewie promo. Well, the world tag team titles on the line tonight. There you look at the big red machine, but King, I gotta wonder what Kane will show up tonight. Will it be the man that has been uh, almost a seamless part of the cohesive unit of he and Rob Van Dam or the man that well that did not come to RVD's aid last week as a matter of fact to here's the ticket back to last week on Raw RVD with the victory over Rene Dupree and then La Resistance with the double team on Van Dam King was in the arena but he made no attempt to help his tag team I mean, everybody in the arena wondered where was Kane, including hey, Rob Kane. Van Dam? Hey, where the hell were you? Well, our resistance, the tag team champions don't appear to be on the same page. And you guys have got to feel pretty good about that because we were just moments away from your first ever world tag team title shot right here at Bad Blood tonight. Guys, any last thoughts? T'as raison, coach. C'est vraiment spécial pour nous ce soir. It's a very big night for us. It's really unfortunate that we have to spend it in Texas. We hate this place. 
If for no other reason than Texas is the state that gave the rest of the world that buffoon George W. Bush. And tonight we want to dedicate our match to our beautiful homeland of France and also to the greatest president in the world, Jacques Chirac. <laughs> Rob Van Damme is, as always, dressed as an energy drink. La Resistance are dressed as beer special. In the promo, <laughs> Rob Van Damme is dressed as a tiger and in the, in the actual fight, he's dressed as an energy drink. You know, the kind that we call buzzed or tiger or tiger or wrangled. Or it would be called Albioski Raj. Or it would be like an Eastern European one that you get a little. Oh, absolutely. Or Bedoin. I don't know. Jazzed. Jazzed. Magnum Dog. Blasted. Magnum Magnum Blast. Shafted. Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle Shaft. Anyway, he looks like an energy drink, Brad. Thanks, Rodin. Matt's got hot cross bun of a man. <laughs> Is it because there's hot cross buns on the tip? A banana chip of a man. <laughs> Give me one good reason why he's a hot cross bun of a man. He's an absolute Pringle of a man. <laughs> Match number four. Is for the World Tag Team Championship. It's your challengers, La Resistance. Wait, this is for the Tag Team Championship? It was. Versus <laughs> Kane and Rob Van Damme, the Tag Team I didn't know either. Well, Kane and Van Damme did, because they're the Tag Team No, they didn't. And do you know what sums this up? When Rob Van Damme comes out, JR literally says the phrase, This story is about Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, basically, the story is about Kane. <laughs> I thought it was about Larry the Stones and how they had to go back to France. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like that they don't like America. Well, who does? Genociders that they are, they're not used to dissension. That's true. Mm. If they could murder all the dissenters, they would. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer sooner! That's him with a flamethrower. <laughs> Dupree does his wee dance to start off because, you know, wrestling and that. And then Van Damme with... Uh, he should be on the free show. <laughs> What's his tag team partner called? Sylvain Le Grand Wee. Grand, yeah, that's Le it. Sylvain Grenier. I Grenier. Grenier. I'm sorry, Sylvain Grenier, if you're listening, but I always forget you. Remember when he got repackaged as a male model and nobody cared? Remember when Rob Conway got repackaged as a male model and nobody cared? Just look at me. Remember when he came out and they like... Crickets. Um, yeah, well, no, it's not even crickets. Even the crickets weren't looking. <laughs> like, absolute silence. Oh, this was when all the legends were in the ring, wasn't it? He got beat up. I think it was just him coming up for a match on heat. I was just, yeah, I was. Look, look up the Rob Conway pop. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that he's on the show. He hasn't joined Larry. That's not the RVD pop, though. It's not being sold in Lidl, so look out for that as well. <laughs> like it. Van Damme's early flurry is cut off by. Uh, Hillary from the French lads. I tell him the machines broke. <laughs> a nice TDT by Dupree for a <laughs> Dude, I wanted to get an early flurry in before the show. Before <laughs> <laughs> machine broke. The Enzagiri by Van Damme, who, mop, who makes the tag of Kane and power moves plenty occur. And the big top rope clothesline gets two. I've probably asked you this before, but does Enzagiri mean anything? No. It's just a made up because JR claims it means head kick. Well, it absolutely doesn't. That would be something like Atomagiri. It's funny because if, if you pronounce it Gary, if you if you put K on as a suffix, a K, a K word on the end of a suffix, then you quite often pronounce it with a G sound. So Kerry is kick. 
Keru is to kick. If you say if you say Gary, uh, it could also mean diarrhea. <laughs> Head diarrhea. Head diarrhea. Which I think JR has a case of. <laughs> no, he's suffering from constipation of the head. He's got diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> constipation of the brain. And the only exercise he gets is stretching the truth and jumping to conclusions. Wow, judging from the shape he's in, he doesn't seem to be doing touch. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> I've never said that right in all my years. Do we have to start again now? No. No. Okay. Oh, welcome to the Wrestling Rewind Podcast with a cool tagline. It's still burning. I'm your host, Brett Millen, and I'm looking at a Brett Respective of 2003. Now, can you dig that sucker? Why were you the host? Why is Brett been the host this whole time? Yeah, I, I usually flub my lines when it matters. Yeah, that's right. You do flub lines. So does Brett, and so do I. Why did we even do the podcast? No idea. The only lines I haven't flubbed is the cocaine I've been snorting before and after that every show. It. So anyway, the French lads. <laughs> They're not French. They win. Yeah. <laughs> They're wearing nice stuff and they win. They don't wear nice stuff. They look bad. I think the gears. They look awesome. like. They look like. You know, one of those bags with the multiple flavors of Toblerone? They look like a really good kite. Oh, no, they're so good. Let's go get Toblerone. Uh, fuck, let's touch them. Toblerone. Van Damme. My dad calls it Tobler. But I've never understood why. <laughs> Your dad is a Tobler. <laughs> Fucking take that back. He's a Tobler. Take that back. He's a pyramid of a man. <laughs> Tobler lives in a pyramid, you imbecile. It's a prism. But you can get pyramid ones. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the French guy win. What happens? Van Damme with a don't take a half with that just because I hate this wrestling. Van Damme with a hecho Halo over the tip. Halo, I wrote it for me. With a hecho over the tip, but the Tim French holds Pulkin in the way around Van Damme takes out his partner. Titular. Titular. It's this titular. Well, that was a stunts to a big double spine buster and win. <laughs> Yay! And the closed captioning informs us that Larry's dance can go back to France. <laughs> it just says that Larry's can go back to France, full stop, and then nothing else. <laughs> you guys, like, if you haven't put on closed captioning and seen the things these people are saying, just sentence by sentence, because. Whenever it's in the voices, you let a lot slide, but seeing it written before you, it's eye-opening. <laughs> it's really like when someone says something back to you in a mocking voice, and you're like, that is a ridiculous thing it's, to say. It, it's like whenever you're having a conversation with your friend, and they take you to get in a half with you, and it's over text, and you're like, that, that was fine. And then you look at the text later, and you're like, that is unbelievably harsh. <laughs> Just written down, that is not okay. What's next, Brett, on this brilliant show? <laughs> A promo package. Jericho versus The Godfather. Jericho runs through when he has a grudge, <laughs> slamming into the WCW days. He has a patriot, you know. Can I just say, this Jericho Goldberg uh, promo package was awesome. I and mean, yeah. it actually really got me hyped for the match, which was unfortunate because then the match happened. Jericho's so good at this. He is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Goldberg! Somebody trying to run over Goldberg! Was that your rental car that struck Bill Goldberg's car? Was it? Were you driving the car? Okay, I swore I tried.
was Jericho. Jericho? Goldberg's smiling about it. What the hell was Jericho thinking? The answer is simple. I'm sending Goldberg a message. Nobody wants you here in the WWE, Goldberg, especially me. Goldberg and I were once friends way back in the WCW days, but I realized something really quickly, and that was that the bigger of a star Goldberg became, the bigger his ego became. And it used to drive me crazy to see him climbing up the ladder so quickly. And I say it in the very same spot. I wasn't a marquee star to face the almighty Goldberg. So you know what I did? I left WCW and I came to the WWE. And I became one of the biggest stars in the history of this company. I've accomplished everything I ever wanted to accomplish in my career, except for one thing. And that is why I'm challenging Goldberg to a match at Bad Blood. Here comes that monster, and Goldberg's not wasting any time. Jericho running up his own sight. Match with me at Bad Blood? Your ass is on. You know what? Chris Jericho ain't nothing but an ass. I say you get the hell out of my ring right now. Because if you don't, I might just have to come in there and beat you out of it. But then again, maybe I won't. Look at Goldberg, man, Hammock, Jericho, and the spear is coming. Wait, wait a minute. What is that? Jericho, that's pretty something in, in Goldberg's eyes. Goldberg's blinded. Oh, and Jericho, the spear, Goldberg. You want to talk about embarrassment? Have you been following what I've been doing with Goldberg the last three weeks? I've speared him. I've maced him in the face. I threw some paint down his little shiny car. I even caused him to spear Charles Robinson right out of his shoes. Oh, my God! Goldberg was aiming for Jericho! And Jericho shot the, the little referee right in front of the spear! That poor referee is finished! I've made Goldberg crazy. He does want to kill me, but because he's so out of whack, he's going to make a big mistake at Bad Blood. And when he does, I'm going to beat him. What is your mindset going into bad blood? The only thing I can tell you, Terry, Jericho is next. Oh, whoa! What the hell is it? Oh, it's a Jericho! What a shot to Goldberg! Oh, my God. Look! Can you imagine what Goldberg could do to Jericho in Houston, Texas? Raw power, animalistic instincts from Goldberg, who has several big scores to settle with Chris Jericho. Yeah, like, why don't you just go and become a rock star on top of a wrestling icon, you book-writing imbecile? <laughs> <laughs> the New York bestsellers list was uh, supposed to be for authors, not just multi-platform successful people I, like yourself. Yeah, I mean, God, don't you ever get tired of being such a polymath? <laughs> <laughs> Match number five, Jericho versus Goldberg. Story of this one. What was the Godfather. <laughs> Sorry, Jericho versus the Godfather. It's not the Godfather. It's, it's not Goldberg. the Godfather, it is Goldberg. Thanks for trying. Oh, well. <laughs> Story of this one is that Jericho is pissed off Goldie, the wrestler, not the DJ. Goldie Hawn. To Goldie Hawn, to such an extent that she that he believes that Goldie Hawn will make a mistake in the match. <laughs> uh, Goldberg genuinely batters Jericho in the opening exchanges. That's all he's ever done. With a barrage of power moves. We talked a lot about how Goldberg looks like he's really great, but he's so bad. He's really, really bad. It's the, uh, like, I, I was saying to Thomas, 
how could they waste this? How could they ruin Goldberg? Because it's amazing. But then I was like, simultaneously, like, how could he even be here? Because he's shit. <laughs> it's like, there's so much about Goldberg that's amazing, that's done right. Like, that entrance, fuck me. I mean, that's the best entrance. Yeah. That is the best entrance. Even just the look, the guy looks like a fucking he looks maniac. The like best a... entrance is the brood, come on. It is it, it's like you don't even write young adult vampire fiction. <laughs> His athleticism is off the charts. His spear is ridiculous. It looks like he's trying to murder you. But everything else... Is. He doesn't know how to work. There's and one he did to Christian, which is the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Everything else is just so him, fucking dull. He's dull. Oh, yeah, he's just a dull. He stopped being Goldberg and he be, he's that guy called Bill that wears tiny sunglasses. <laughs> I love tiny sunglass Bill. He's way better than Goldberg. Uh, we've said this a couple of times in the podcast, but if you've never seen him wearing those sunglasses, go and have a wee Google. Uh, on the outside, Goldberg looks to spear Jericho into the barricade. Jericho, like a cat, moves out of the way, sending Goldberg crashing through the barricade himself. And the crowd popped like a motherfucker because they thought it was funny. Because yeah, because they are not for Jericho. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is amplified by a massive Goldberg. Please go away. Sign on the right mark. beside the, right. the bit where they spear. Oh, we, we haven't talked about signs of the crowd or anything. But there's um two guys in the front row dressed as Tigger and Pooh. Oh yeah, they play a pivotal part at the end of this match. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jericho then works on the shoulder with kicks and a single arm DDT. And to be fair to Goldberg, he he sells the arm really well. Like he's a. Uh, it makes him look like a I gotta tell you, it's great. It makes him look like a big idiot though, because it's like, like it's like he couldn't be hurt, and then he hurt himself, <laughs> and then now he's that's just always like, been his story. That's his fatal flaw. He's a fucking dope. <laughs> He's a big fucking lummox. You hear that, Bill? You're a dope and a lummox. A big dope. Uh, the crowd, yeah, the crowd are booing the shit out of the left. They are not on his side. Y2J chants and everything. Y2J is over at like Rover, as you do say. A bulldog and a lion salt. Only get a two for Jericho. And then Goldberg hits a spear uh, with the bad shoulder, uh, which he goes back to selling quite well. But the injury prevents the jackhammer. Jericho gets a kick to the dick. And pops on the walls of Jericho. I kicked it the day go prevent the jackhammer. <laughs> prevent a lot. Goldberg counters out of it and a spear and a jackhammer later and Goldberg wins it in 10 minutes 55. No, I didn't think that was that long. Fucking hell. Yeah, it felt a lot shorter. Compared to the other ones. Yeah. I, this match was fine, I felt. I, I thought it was dull, but I didn't think it was 10 minutes, so that's the compliment I can give it and... Goldberg does botch quite a bit in this match, however. Yeah. He like he messes up a few. He's meant to catch Jericho in a lion salt and he totally whiffs it. I, I think Goldberg's a good guy. I'm sure he's a lovely fellow, but he's shit. He, wrestling was I, not his calling. I, but I, he was given everything. He was given the streak. He was given the entrance. He was given the build. He was given the belt. He was given the belt. He's Against been, Hogan. He's been given everything. And he's, he's still not over. Like, no. everything about him that the he was spear, The over. spear and the jackhammer are over. And the thing is, as well, like, the spear and the jackhammer are awesome as well. But I was saying this to Thomas, it's like, you can never do this again. You can't give someone Goldberg's entrance now, because Goldberg had it. And yeah. you can't give someone Goldberg's streak, because Goldberg had it. They tried to do, they did do the streak thing again when he came in to WWE again, they gave him another streak. That's so stupid. It's fucking pointless. Like, 
but people don't realise, and it's true of real fighters as well. UFC are going through this at the minute, but as soon as someone loses, the losers wears off, and they have to have something else to sell with the Yeah. Like, if your if your gimmick is that you're undefeated and you lose, you're fucked. Yeah, that's you. You're Unless done. you've got really strong personality, you could sell a fight like McGregor. You're mm. fucked. Like Rousey's stock, I imagine is dropped. I mean, it's my, and then obviously they were trying to groom home yeah. to, to take her, and she's lost like three times since. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's bad. That's why wrestling's good, <laughs> because it's fake, which we just figured out today. Oh, so, yeah. it's, um, it's baffled. It's, the, the Congress are involved. My whole um, belief system is. It's gone, but yeah, no, it's, you can't do that sort of shit. And that's kind of disappointing. Like, and they've done, like, the only way you can do that streak now, and they did it really well with Bo Dallas, where it was like he was in a streak, a shit streak, and it was like he's shit, and like that's the point of it, and it was quite funny, and it worked for Bo because it's annoying because you're like, this guy shouldn't be on a streak, he's terrible, and <laughs> like the kids hate him and stuff, yeah. and that's really good, but you can never introduce, first of all, because people are wise to it because they're like, oh god, we're getting this guy winning every week, yeah, and then second of all, because Goldberg had the streak and it was so fucking long. Yeah, well, like, you can't compete with that. No, you really can't. So, like, Goldberg ruined wrestling by making it good for a bit <laughs> uh, and making WCW somewhat interesting <laughs> and then being himself while it was interesting. <laughs> it's difficult. Backstage, we find out the deciding event for the Redneck Triathlon, which will be a sing-off. Because, of course, it is. You know, that well-known Redneck pastime of... Of singing. Fuck that. Yes, I know it well. Promo package, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Shawn, thank you for reminding me who I needed to be on Raw. You cannot lay down for Triple H. Fifteen years ago, you came out on TV and you told the world that you were the measuring stick. You were the standard that every guy in this business should aspire to be. Do you really think I can go out there and be the guy like Triple H right now? I know you can do it. After what I saw you do with Triple H, I am here to tell you that you, Ric Flair, were, are, and will always be, in the heart of Shawn Michaels, the greatest wrestler in the world today. And I just want to know if I'm in the same league with Ric Flair. It would be my honor and my pleasure, one-on-one, HBK and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. What do you say, Nature? You and me, man. I'm excited. Shawn Michaels, I am honored that you would walk out and tell the world you're every reason that I wanted to do this job. You, Michaels, will always be a Ric Flair wannabe. Wait a minute. What the fuck is that? I just sucker-pushed Shawn Michaels. What is Flair thinking? I am not the little boy sitting in front of the TV watching my idol, Ric Flair. I am a man who has established the name Showstopper, the headliner, the main event. You didn't pass the torch to me. I took it from you. I am the nature boy, Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. 
Well, one generation, it was Ric Flair. In another generation, it was Shawn Michaels. This is history to me. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, one time at Bad Blood. It's going to be historic. What a classic. Shawn Michaels, one-on-one with Ric Flair. The dream match, perhaps of all time. You, Michael, will always be a Ric Flair wannabe. So this marquee match is being held on a B pay-per-view. Doesn't it's make not it. a marquee match because it's not the 80s and it's not the 90s. Well, it's like a dream match, though. It's not a dream it's match. It's not the 80s and it's not the 90s. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> this match <laughs> between two old camps. One's not quite as old as the other. Listen, I, it would be remiss of me to let this slander of Shawn Michaels go by. Shawn Michaels is the king. <laughs> King Sean. The promo package is pretty good though. It's, this is a match between two people that, uh, since Sean Michaels lost the title, can't really get a win between them. <laughs> yeah. So. I thought, wow, one of these guys is going to win. <laughs> There's a cracking line in this promo that was like, Michaels just goes, You didn't pass the torch to me, I took it from you. No, it's like, such a wrestling one. It really is, isn't it? And he says it like, I took it from you. I took it from <laughs> because you. Because that's the way Sean Michaels talks, <laughs> always and forever. It's very, um, Who's Your Daddy, Montreal. It was enjoyable. Match number six Rick Flair versus Shawn Michaels. The two have a metaphorical dick measuring contest as the two out wrestle each other until Shawn just slaps Flair in the gob. You know what? I can honestly say that if they'd had a literal dick measuring contest, I would have been more intrigued. <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, the two lads then proceed to chop. <laughs> we won him back. They, they proceed to chop the bollocks out of each other. Flair hits a chop block and goes to work on legs and then pops on a figure four for a good few minutes until Sean gets the ropes. That's a bit odd this early. Well, no, I suppose it makes sense early in the match. You want to get a move. You want to finish it as early as you can. Yeah, I take absolutely. his finish out of the equation. You take his finish mm-hmm. out of the equation. And Sean with an enziguri and a big backdrop and uh, until the back elbow cuts him off from Flair who then heads up top and predictable results ensue. I thought he was going to hit it. I thought he was going to hit it there. The one time I've seen Flair hit something off the top rope was that cage match with Trips in like 2005, and the crowd went fucking mental for he it. He goes wild for it too. He's, like, he's, he's about crying on his knees, but then I mean, he's always like <laughs> Could have just been an eye out. Uh, Michaels then pops on a figure four of his own until a thumb to the eye stops his. Album. Yeah, no joke, this video package. How often in it is Rick Flair crying? Is it every time he's on screen? <laughs> Because I think it is. Flair up top again, the buffoon, and surely he of all people should know how this tends to go. Badly is the answer to that rhetorical question. It's not even a question, but never mind. Hang on. Hang on. Indeed. (laughs) Because Michaels heads outside and sets up a bloody table. Uh, And then the two scrap on the outside. Fuck me, there's Randy Orton. Fuck me, there goes Randy Orton. (laughs) Bye. Uh, he gets uh, sweet chin music right in the fucking mouth. And it looks... I don't know how Shawn Michaels saw him coming, because I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> fucking legs it towards him as well. There's no time to fucking like react. But he does, and kicks him in the face, which is good. And then uh, Michaels lays out Flair on the table on the outside, flies off the top, to the floor, with a big old splash, a la Survivor Series 2002. Then the ref rings for the DQ and Flair wins. It's what doesn't happen. I'll tell you what did happen though. It looked very nice. It did. I enjoyed that splash. Because something happened. 
Yeah. Yeah, tripping and video packages for years to come. The rules in 2003 are very vague, though, as you alluded to. Yeah, that doesn't make any bloody sense. Sorry, I have some important news for you all. Will Smith doesn't like Jared Leto, and he simply said in an interview, I don't like Jared Leto. And there's all stuff of like Will's PR being like, I think Will met, but Will in interviews keeps just saying, I straight up do not like that dude. He's an ass. On set, we were all professionals except him. I had a cast party at my house and did not invite him because I knew he'd like steal my family photos and eat them. <laughs> and I think Will means the same. They're, they're all they're all actors have different approaches, and he's excited for everyone to see the film. <laughs> he does strike. I, I just I had to have you know Will Smith hates Jordan Lowe. He does strike me as a bit of a douche, though. Yeah, it sounded like something from The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everything these days. <laughs> Low blow from Flair takes out both Sean and the referee. So we have a ref bump. Low blow from Flair, as he also says he doesn't like Jared Leto. <laughs> uh, flying forearm and kip up, and Sean delivers the top rope elbow as Thomas marks out. And HBK tunes up the band and connects with the sweet chin music. He's going to do it. He's going to beat his icon. Oh, sweet Christ! A massive chair shot to the head from Orton to Michaels. And then Orton pops Flair on top of Michaels for the pin and the win. Put that lazy eye back to work. Listen, Rick, Rick Flair is like, he's got his package right in Shawn Michaels' face for this pen. He does. Randy Orton just dumps him there. Is right. it symbolic? The material. <laughs> is the, it symbolic, bro? <laughs> the material that Rick Flair's pants are made out of as well is like normal, normal pants. No, it's like normal pants. So when like Shawn Michaels is interfering with them, I should have phrased that differently. And when Ric Flair is interfering with them on a different occasion, it's like they're just coming off because they're pants. They're not like trunks. I think they look kind of spandexy. They look like pants. He's in his pants, Brett. He was so broke. He was so broke. He came out in a robe that was made out of his own sorry, sorry. from last night. Sorry, I didn't say you're out there properly. Say he was so broke again. He was so broke. How broke was he? <laughs> he was so broke. <laughs> he had to come out, and his mum was so fat. How fat was she? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, this one goes about fifteen minutes. I mean, it's a Ric Flair match. It is. It's probably the best one that there's been <laughs> since, yeah. that we've covered since the 2002 Rumble. Which we saw it. him at the 2002 Rumble. I'll tell you what's a mystery, and it isn't evolution. Oh. It's it is, um, life. Where is Batista? What's <laughs> Batista doing? Where's Batista? And so forth. <laughs> well, Batista <laughs> is an on-screen. <laughs> Where's Batista? Like, because we know he's in Evolution, because that happened before he was in there. Yeah. But where is he? I don't know, he's injured. Pissing hot somewhere. Pissing hot somewhere. Do you know who was meant to be in Evolution instead of Orton? Mark Jindrak. Mark Jindrak. But he fucked it up, because why? I don't know. It was meant to be him instead of Orton, wasn't it? Or Batista? I don't know. I think it would have been Batista, because he was big chap, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jindrak was... Was he the reflection of perfection? Yeah. Which he, was weird because he was hideous. <laughs> he was the reflection of insurrection and in that I've never seen him and I've never planned to. <laughs> they even like film promos with him and stuff. 
Which is mental. Mark Jindrak could have been in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, if you actually look at their Titan drum when they get them out of the helicopter, it's actually like Batista's face superimposed yeah. on them, like flailing body. Speaking of Batista's face superimposed on stuff. <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. I don't know if you listen to our other podcasts, but if it's Knuckles. <laughs> it's not Knuckles, but I wish. Um, it's uh, him, him dancing to the, uh, what's it called? J-pop drop? Whatever Yoshitatsu's theme was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a, someone dancing with Batista's face superimposed, and <laughs> that is the music. Dave is an honest man. I don't know if you've heard recently he's been talking about He's in, um, I think it was a new Bloodsport or something, or maybe Kickboxer. I can't remember. It's oh. JCVD film. Kickpuncher. <laughs> it's JCVD film remake, I think. Right. And he was asked about it in an interview. It's not coming out for another six months, and he's like, "Yeah, it's terrible." <laughs> and, and people are like, well, "No one's seen it yet. Like, you're gonna have to do a promo for this." And he's like, "Yeah, it's not good." Like, the director was trying, but he was his hand was forced by all the investors and stuff, and he couldn't really. His hands were tied. It's like it's a brutal film. <laughs> they're like. Dave, like, we didn't even ask. <laughs> also, I don't like Gerard Leto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honest Dave. Honest Dave. I cannot tell a lie. He's so good. In the ring, Bischoff comes out for the sing-off. Oh, no. And proceeds to Millie Vanilli's no, 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 performance. No, 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 no. This was good. This was good shit, right? And Bischoff, he comes out, he's like... I'm gonna sing. I'm amazing at singing, right? He's they play got a his set theme. of pipes. They play his. Yeah, he's, I've got a set of pipes. They play his theme. Okay. Now they play his theme. He minds. It's obvious. It's funny. It's mm. great. Um, and his theme's amazing. The best bit is because he doesn't know the bloody words. <laughs> his theme's amazing, right? Anyway, the second time, Austin is like, I'm watching you, and you're not very good. Um, actually, sing, mm. right? No, what's difficult about Bischoff's theme tune is it starts with vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he his hand is forced here because how does he know when the th- thing is going to come in? So he has to wait for it, and these things I'm about. And Bischoff is so good at singing, he can't intentionally sing out of tune. So he's trying to sing out of tune, but it's staying in tune. He's just singing the wrong bits. But like he obviously can't actually sing. And his voice was brilliant too. I want to hear him sing that song. And part of me was like, is that him saying that? <laughs> so yeah, Austin calls bullshit and uh, spins the wheel one more time and we land on Pig Pen Fun, <laughs> the name of which is rather dubious, I find. There's been a pig pen there the whole time. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah, there's a, yeah. a conveniently placed pig pen at the side of the room. It's rump. full of really cute pigs. And they are. They're having a wee sleep at this point. Austin, uh... Beats up Bish for a minute or two, and then throws him off the stage into the big pig pen, and, and he wins. I he guess. And the poor pig get frightened. Yeah, he scares the pigs, and then Bischoff threatens to punch them. It's weird because, in my, according to my score, it's actually two one to Bischoff before he gets thrown into the pig pen because he won the <laughs> he um, won the single. Yeah, he won the did. pie. He won yeah, the sing off. We won the pie. Yeah, the sing off because Austin didn't sing. He didn't sing. And he admitted he was a terrible singer. In fact, he said he was a worse singer than Bischoff in the thing. So Bischoff won the Redneck Challenge, and he got celebratory night out with a pig. So, the David Cameron special. (laughs) (laughs) It's apt that this whole thing ends involving shite, because it was shite. Also, we haven't talked about the fact that Stone Cold celebrates not once, but twice, leaving the ring and coming back. (laughs) Oh, that's right. 
It goes on and on. The Billy has to get his fucking moment in the sun. Ronan and I were so drained by this that before we could do anything else, I actually had to go for a walk. <laughs> That's actually true. Try and revitalize. I haven't grown so much since I was kicked in the nuts. Just yesterday, while I was watching this, figuratively, <laughs> by what I was saying. Right in the main bean machine. So what I'm saying is, I groaned a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I hope we have a really quick-paced match to just end this. Thing. Uh, it was quick when I watched it. <laughs> it was fun. We have a promo package for our world title match. It's Nash versus Triple H. Is it? Because the promo package seems to suggest there's Mick Foley versus Triple H <laughs> and there's no mention of Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash didn't stuff. really turn up. They got himself written out. Because <laughs> that's what he tells and he still manages to get a full paycheck. Yeah, he's thing. a genius. The man is a genius. Now it's not And if you remember, at the last Hell in the Cell, Triple H injured referee Tim White. He hasn't refereed since. So what do you say? You ain't gonna do the match? I'm not gonna do the Hell in the Cell match. I'll get you. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. What are we gonna do about that blood? Allow me to introduce to you the only man crazy enough and sick enough to referee the Hell in the Cell match. The hardcore legend, Mick Foley! This is Foley's baby boy! Knows all about Hell in the Cell King! February 27, 2000, Hell in the Cell, I retired Mick Foley! That's what you did do! What you did not do, what you could not do, was keep me down! You need to reconsider your decision to referee this match, or I swear to you, I will drag your ordinary ass down to that ring, and I will make this decision for you! The champion's not going to have to wait long because Nick Foley is here, and I guess he's going to give us his answer. So I've made my decision, Triple H. I'm going to take an ass kicking, but I'm going to take it right here. Nick Foley's here. He's going after Triple H. Nick Foley's the respect.
Hyped to end this no. to end this feud? No. 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 Do you ever think that you'd be bored by Kevin Nash? Triple H yeah. feuds are all <laughs> the fucking same. I'm your friend. I'm not your friend. Great. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it was like, you know, I think the, the opening line of the promo package was, or with the show, the opening line of the show was Triple H is still champion, and I went, well, this could be any time between 2002 <laughs> and 2005. It's like Nash kicked my ass, but I'm still the world champion. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. I was like, well, that's that. Like, well, we all sound so surprised. Your main event of the evening for the World Heavyweight Championship is a Hell in a Cell match with your special guest referee Mick Foley. It's Kevin Nash. Versus your world champion, Triple H. And Trip's debut is a spiffy little blue number for tonight. <laughs> His boots are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just the big blue boots he made out of a tarp. And <laughs> that was the era of blue teeth <laughs> I was trying to think of a pun. I was trying to think of a pun for Triple H and blue, but I couldn't think of one. Your blunted blurs blue. blurs bluesly. <laughs> <laughs> blue blood yeah oh, the, the Connecticut blue blood Connecticut blue boots <laughs> Connecticut blue boots <laughs> that's his uh, that's his alter ego for the elder, uh, underworld like matches Malone <laughs> Big Kev with the advantage early on as the lads scrap on the outside as he chucks Trevor's into the cage thrice before delivering a big backdrop on the floor which sounds like it hurt like fuck then back inside Nash with a big side slam for two and he gets a steel chair and smacks Trips over the back with it and that sounded like it genuinely really hurt. Then we're back outside again and Nashy chucks the ring steps at Trips which is he was able to avoid it which is incredible really seeing as those steps weigh over 450 pounds. That's crazy isn't it? What a man Kevin Can you Nash believe is. they weigh over 450 pounds and someone like I don't know the big show weighs like 400 pounds uh, oh sometimes he's 500 pounds though so maybe I should have used like Rikishi or something uh, it's incredible incredible strength on display from Kevin Nash and Trips finds a toolbox under the ring because wrestling and uh, bops Kev on the quad oh, how do you set up a ring with, with the tools with the hammer you're the tool you're the what you're the tool you're the, the tools tool. to set up the ring you're oh, the tool I mean, you take the tools away surely how many times I Look, wrestling. it's a fucking long shift, man. How much wrestling have you seen and how many times have you seen a toolbox under the room? It's in there. It's always under there. So why does nobody use it? Because it's a, the chairs are sitting in front of it. I guess they need extra seat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you need the refreshment table as well. <laughs> the last go, yeah, the last yeah. thing you need to do is take the ring down, and that's what the tools are for. So the they can be as far in as possible. The kendo stick is there in case Jerry Lawler gets out of hand. <laughs> if you reach in, it's like you feel like oh, that's a table, that's a chair, that's hornswoggle, that's, <laughs> that's 
toolbox. Nah, I've gone too far in. I need to go back up. Oh, that's horse log. I was hitting with horse log. back. Uh, table, chair. I'll have a chair. So, yeah. The trips then box them on the noggin with the hammer and that looked pretty, looked pretty gross, actually, to be fair. Then fully in trips have a wee shove off. We see Kev is bleeding. And then Trips grabs a screwdriver out of the toolbox and drives it into Kevin Nash's head. Hey, I grab, he grabs a screwdriver out, has a wee drink, uh, we sit <laughs> with the tech chair. <laughs> uh, under the ring, Trips grabs the barbed wire wrap 2x4. I can only imagine that Foley put that there himself. So this is ironic. <laughs> Which proceeds to bite him in the arse as Nash bops him with it. And now everyone's bleeding like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then he sets the the barbed wire in the in the corner as Nash delivers snake eyes, dropping Trip's face first onto it. Do you know what's funny about all the blood? There's loads of blood in this. There's loads of it's blood. It's a bloody period of wrestling, and it really makes you realise how like fucking cool it is when someone actually bleeds now because you yeah. go like he's bleeding, yeah. whereas before it's like like. If everyone's bleeding, it yeah. kind of just reduces the impact. Yeah, it loses it's the luster of it, doesn't yeah. it? I've got a big red face. <laughs> Can't Can't you're embarrassed by the amount everyone's By the amount everyone's you got a pure fucking ready, man. <laughs> I got pure... An absolute beamer. Pure beamer. Uh, Trips then grabs his phallic hammer of doom and or wonder and opts to smack Kev with a chair instead. And then he hits Foley with the chair because he's a big guy bastard. And uh, Mr. Sokol makes an appearance as the mandible claws popped on, and then Foley, who's now he's slid out to the apron. Sokol. He grab. He gets shoved dug, off the apron. He gets uh, shoved off the apron into the cage on the outside. Cool big spot. Aye. And then Pedigree countered as Nashi hits the jackknife for a two. That's actually a lot less sloppy a jackknife than I come to expect <laughs> from the Nationator. The hammer! The game reaching for that sledgehammer. Maybe if that's his, the game's only way out. got it! Use it! The game goes to the sledgehammer! And knocking Nash down and... Oh my God, I know. Nash is still moving. How is he How in moving? God's name is he moving to the sledgehammer? And now Nash... Oh, oh. Nash just got his, he just got his face pedigreed right through the canvas. Triple H is like a shark, he smells blood, literally, he got him now. There's no way that Nash is going to kick out of this. This one is over. Foley's going to make the count. And he did it! He did it! Sledgehammer to the head and a pedigree leads to the pin and the win for Triple H. Your winner, surprising no one, is Triple H in 21 minutes. Uh, Jesus. It, no, I will say it's not the worst Hell in a Cell match I've ever seen. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a uh, slow plodding, um, but a diplodocus of a match. It brings an end. <laughs> it brings, it brings an, an end to this pay per view, and an end to the show. To the show. And your winners, 
for this week and still undefeated as podcast hosts, it's me, Thomas, and Brad. Yay. So I don't even need to ask you what your thoughts were on Bad Blood, I assume. It was bad. It's bad. Bad. Blood. Bad. It was both bad and there was blood, so it wasn't false advertising. Bad blood doesn't fix rodents, angst, I want to die, and it's because of the show. Everyone else that's listening should know. Did you think it'd be good? <laughs> What's wrong with you, you fucking idiot? Chill. Uh, I think it's the f- match. <laughs> I'll wait. I guess I'll see you at the Wrestle Rock Rumble. I think the matches were fine. It was just all of the intervening bullshit between Austin and Bischoff that just really fucking ruined this whole thing. I don't know if we're just spoiled now because wrestling's like quite good and there's lots of good matches all the time, but I think fine is very generous. You think it's- I think a fine is an order. Do you, <laughs> you think it was fine? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's definitely not the worst show we've seen. I, I so what are you thinking of watching it? I think that was the worst show. A third of it was the Red Knight Challenge. I think it's the worst show. Worse than, no, worse than No Way Out. I think no it's worse than No Way Out, yeah. No, I think... No, I can't say that. I'm A third of it it's, was the Red Knight No, I know, but... When, when was Hot Lives be in action? Uh, Army... No, was it Army Game? Because this, this was worse than Hot Lesbian in action. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it was absolutely worse. Right. No, I mean, from a purely in-ring standpoint, the matches are better than No Way Out. I mean, as a whole show, I think this this is the worst. Mm-hmm. This is the worst ever. And it made me think to myself, what a wonderful world. <laughs> that's a pretty damning indictment. I mean, it was, it was it just, like, everything that's wrong with wrestling was this show. Like, literally everything that I don't like was there. In plain view, warts and all. I uh, I didn't think it was that bad, but I I'm outnumbered here, so. I I mean, if I could give you any redeeming factor about the show, is that I watched a better show afterwards called Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's right, and if you like the Gilmore Girls, then look forward to a potential new podcast <laughs> coming from uh, maybe two or more of your favorite wrestling podcast boys. <laughs> That's right. So, the stars of the Wrestling Rewind podcast are going to stars hollow and we're going to hollow out the Gilmore Girls until we... And wear them as suits. <laughs> <laughs> pantsuits, obviously. Of course. I mean, why, would, why wouldn't you wear a pantsuit? A skirt doesn't fit in every kind of situation like pants do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, as we've mentioned throughout the show, this will be the uh, the final episode of the Wrestling Rewind I triggered podcast. it because I'm moving, but uh, I'm starting to feel like this was the, the time. <laughs> yeah, Thomas is moving away, and it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair to get someone else in. No, I wouldn't Who be else fair would you on get? Me. This is all our friends. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair on me because I've had enough. Uh, yeah, plus we're kind of... Fed up with the uh, jaded. We're jaded, I think is the word. Yeah. We used to like this shit. It would fucking kill me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, bad blood has really. Kind Do you know if this is like, like I know that probably a lot of the people that listen to this, this is their childhood. This is the wrestling era they enjoyed the most. Well, you're bad people. You're, you're fundamentally no, 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 Brett, shut up. They're <laughs> fundamentally wrong. You're fundamentally wrong, really and you need you need checked. <laughs> you fucking need checkmate. 
Ronan is Haley. <laughs> Sorry, I was I, I was on, I was on Snapchat. What what's Ronan? Uh, I was just <laughs> saying how it, anyone if this is their favorite era of wrestling, they're fundamentally wrong and mentally ill. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> So I, I take it then, a review of the era is not required, you did not like care for most of it. I will tell you that it gets better somewhere around 2000. I don't give a fuck! <laughs> I don't care! It's good for about three months in 2004. Yeah, well, Smackdown, the Smackdown pay-per-views are good. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm sorry, Smackdown. I'm sorry we never got to one of your own brand pay-per-views. I guess I'll never find Own brand pay-per-view. <laughs> Lidl presents Great American Bash. <laughs> So, yeah, we've been a bit of a, a Debbie Diner on this episode, but you can understand why if you saw the show. But, uh, yeah, so, for the final time, uh, there is no uh, next episode, so, uh, but we will uh, keep all the episodes up on SoundCloud if you still want to go back and listen to the old ones. You Depends can also... how our careers go. That's true. <laughs> uh, you can... So, uh, but before we kind of sign off for the evening, we would like to say our deepest and most um what's the word i'm looking sympathies. for sympathies <laughs> sympathies for having what for having if you've watched the shows a lot more i've listened to us i mean we're fucking yeah. drones huh? uh, yeah i mean, I mean have... i've always been very clear of the contempt i have for each and every <laughs> one of you no honestly the deepest gratitude for anyone who actually listens we're really grateful for listening and hopefully you're grateful to us for actually doing something that you like i don't yeah. know yeah i mean jesus why don't you just enjoy our work some <laughs> yeah. more if i had like make the make the entire shitty thing worth doing god yeah no we, we really appreciate it like i mean there's some episodes we get 400 and 500 listens on a week it was incredibly gratifying and i want to add my voice to just uh sincerely for once thanking everyone for um interacting with us if, if it was asking us questions on twitter sending links to facebook or if even if it was just listening to us every month or so i really appreciate it I, if all of our listeners want to go and listen to people that are negative about something else instead go and listen to the video now a podcast yeah. buddies over there that mm-hmm. yeah, they do a great uh, they watch job. the terrible films so you don't have to <laughs> exactly uh, thank you to the guys at OSW Review for doing us an intro for our Wrestlemania episode that was mental mm-hmm. uh, thank you yeah, if everyone. only we had a modicum of your success and or <laughs> talent talent <laughs> So, uh, and thanks to, again to everyone who sent in stuff and to anyone who ever listened to any episode that we ever did. We greatly appreciate it. It's genuinely uh, overwhelming that you would uh, take your time out to listen to us witter on and be very negative about old wrestling. But uh, yeah, we will keep all the episodes up on SoundCloud. Uh, uh, depending on how our careers depending go. Depending on how our careers go. That asterisk is very strong. Brett doesn't know it yet, but it is. <laughs> Uh, where you can so you can find all our episodes there. You can find them all on iTunes. They will all be on iTunes, even if the SoundCloud goes away. They'll be on iTunes. Uh, if you still want to interact with us, because we'll, we'll still be live tweeting pay per views and stuff, and uh, generally keeping you up to date. Where can you find us on Twitter, Ronan? You can get us on at underscore podcast. That's W R, and then a little uh, under hyphen, as I like to call it. <laughs> Uh, and a, a podcast. Uh, you can get us on Wrestling Rewind Podcast on Facebook, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. You can find us at uh, the OSW Podcasting Network. All our episodes, SoundCloud, iTunes, fuck it, we've got can, all bases covered. You can find our video content at youtube.com forward slash wrestling, not forward slash, just look for Wrestling Rewind Podcast. So, look for that Wrestling Rewind Podcast, seal of quality. <laughs> So, 
for the final time, it's goodbye from me, Brett Podcast. It's goodbye from him, Brett Podcast. And I'm sorry to say, it's goodbye from him, me, and us, at <laughs> Podcast. Apt. No. And to, fi- to sign off, one final time, Ruben, if you would. Good night, and good wrestling. <laughs> Thank you. Leave me alone for my monologue. Okay. <laughs> this is going in at the end of the episode, by the way, whatever you Since that was the uh, last ever club singer around, I'd like to thank all the fans for listening. Every time I've ever covered a song, it's been done with the utmost respect for the performers who use those songs and the performers of the songs themselves. And every single time I step, we touch, I get the feeling. And every time we kiss, I swear I could fly. Can't you be the heartbeat by? I want it to last. I need banana chips. Look at that song. Oh, yes. I got to eat a cock cross bar. Yeah, I want that soul right with you. It is a minute Mildura America, eat the hot crumb of Mildura America. <laughs>